0: And we're live. We've not been through it. That is the origin of half of my personality. We
1: made it to 2024. (laughs) Hey, Hey, Chosen Chosen Girl fam. And welcome back to the Tell Me About It podcast, season 10. We are thrilled to bring you more
0: episodes every other Tuesday, ranging from special guests and hot takes to Bible
1: studies and OG recipe Chosen Girl chats. So join us on your podcast platform of choice. And if you love what you hear, we'd be honored to receive your five-star review and feedback.
0: In between podcasts, you can find us on Instagram at Chosen Girl Movement or at TheChosenGirl.com for some pretty cute merch. So, ladies, grab your Chick fil
1: A sweet tea with us. Let's, Let's get, get this, this party started. started. Y'all, sometimes
0: like be like Life be, life it life be life Yes, she is. Anyway, I got
1: Let's go, girls. <laughs>
0: Hello, everyone. Happy Tuesday
1: or Tuesday. That's right. I love that. Whichever one you prefer. Depending you know on what part of the country you're from.
0: That I guess that's true. Yeah. Or do you think it's one of those things that's like, you know, some people say things like, um, I mean, of course, there's the obvious potato potato. We also have a special guest in studio, Mr. Coke Collins.
1: I feel like this, one of our buttons said to like the applause. That's- oh my gosh. Let's try this.
0: <laughs> and that's Coke Collins, everybody. That's right. <laughs> Coke, come here. Coke, come here. Is there anything that you would like to say to the Chosen Girl community? Would you like to say anything? Go ahead. You can speak to us. Tell, tell the people what you want them to hear. Yeah. what do you want them to hear? Do you know Jesus? No comment. Okay, okay. We'll, we'll circle back. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, anywho. <laughs> oh. I think he is trying to speak to us. Mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. okay well welcome back everybody it is an og recipe chosen girl chat with sarah and liz today yes. if you're new here or if you haven't been with us in a while this is the voice of of myself sarah
1: hello hello and it's liz i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> I, I always hate having to do this because i'm like uh, anyways i'll just let that go but i'm Are we so- a little
0: unhinged today yes and i love it (laughs) it's a saturday okay let me just set the scene for you guys please okay we were supposed to record yesterday your girls we just were not like it was not happening i i just knew that it wasn't happening in my soul that we were not recording Mm -hmm. yesterday wednesday your girls uh we're in New York City for market. And it was wonderful. It was wonderful. Lots of new things coming to Poppy's Boutique. It's mm-hmm. going to be a beautiful spring. Absolutely. So we flew in really, really early. Got to the airport at mm-hmm. like 445 Wednesday morning. And then we got back Thursday night at like 830, 9 830, o'clock.
1: 830,
0: 9 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, Friday was a catch-up day. it, so was. it was like field trips
1: over, back to it. Yeah, catch-up the best you can no i'm not Marcy. caught up no. but yeah for real for real we we just kept it moving like we always do Yes. and so those those extra sad like a saturday like this i just laid in my bed i mean today is a saturday but yes. i know this is coming out on tuesday but it was like a chill like we're both in sweat it.
0: sets we're both freshly showered freshly oiled up with our favorite trader joe's we i, I was influenced by liz get the trader jo- trader joe's lemongrass
1: mm-hmm. oil It's wonderful. For
0: your body. It Mm -hmm. is wonderful. It is in like the body and vitamin section.
1: Yes. If you are... I've always been a dry girl. Like... Have always needed to lather in water, lather in lotion. Like. Yes. And it is one of my favorite products that I literally do not go without. I keep an extra unopened bottle in my house at all times.
0: And the smell is unmatched. It's beautiful. Really fresh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, anywho, it's an OG chat today. We don't have any guests,
1: we don't have any books, and we don't have any hot takes for you. No, but you know what? It is always a perfect time to talk about what's going on in the world. And yes. just have a nice little healthy check-in. New news. Yes, yes. So if you, unless you have been, I don't want to say like necessarily hiding under a rock, but if you just aren't on social media and aren't connected with all the the things that are out and everyone's talking about the hot topics, I guess it's a hot topic, but also a very pertinent topic. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not like a hot take, but it's just in the news. And it's all about what's going on in Alabama right now with the mm-hmm. Supreme Court because they have recently declared that um, fertilized embryos are indeed humans, and it's not that there is necessarily an argument against that, but it is the implications that has sparked a lot of controversy. Um, and I think that it, it's a great idea for us to have a chat about what we think that means, what we think future implications are, and more importantly than anything, how we as, um, members of, of the body of Christ are supposed to respond to all the things that are going on right yes. now. And how do we make sure that we're not contributing to the noise? Absolutely.
0: And, and, uh, so we will give a light trigger warning. We are not here to get political or to tell you how to feel. That's right. More of a... Just check in, heart check, mind check, attitude check, um, social media etiquette check Mm -hmm. on what is our role to play. Because honestly, Liz, neither you or myself live in Alabama, so this is indirectly Mm -hmm. affecting us. I would go as far to say is that it does not affect us right now, but it does affect like what we see on our social media feeds yeah. what you know just the christian um culture mm-hmm. in society um sometimes i feel like having an account like chosen girl there is this need to respond to everything but we do not subscribe to that pressure no this is just more of a discipling moment working through moment not only for myself and Liz personally but I hope that this can rub off on you as well yeah so Liz I know that y'all know that Liz is our um, political correspondent she <laughs> is our non-biased source of information yeah. what information do you think is healthy to know Right now mm-hmm. with what, and, and also if you would like to reshare with the group where you get your information from, yeah, I know you've shared it before, mm-hmm. but I think it would be good for us to link it again in the show notes so that we can be informed and critical thinkers.
1: Well, here's one of the first things that I think is important. I've learned this just over the years is that it's a good idea to get a nice mix and source of information. So when I say that I don't, I'm not loyal to one Station or one network. I mean that wholeheartedly, um, regardless if you are on CNN or if you're on Fox or if you're on NPR. I definitely I will say this much. I do love NPR because if there's a big there's a big chart that really displays um, where information lies, and NPR is pretty in the middle. Um, I think it, they are most information based. Mm-hmm. I will also say that. Back, oh my gosh, eight or nine years ago, I started, I subscribed to an email list called The Skim. It's a female-owned company. It's like kind of, it was essentially like by women for women about the news and things. Um... But they send you an email every morning and they just tell you the rundown and they link lots of different resources and like where they get their information from. And so I liked I like making it easy to consume information about the world. Yes. Um in a way that's not overwhelming because let's be very honest, just turning on the news or turning on the radio on your way to work, sometimes it just it gets you a little riled up. And it's like, oh my gosh, so much so much is just going on and it feels very overwhelming. It is nice to for me to read it instead of having to listen to it because oftentimes I feel like when you're um, listening, it's laced with a lot of opinions and things.
0: Yeah, tone and um, intent can really it makes a bias huge difference.
1: Information
0: and in how it's presented. Also, I would go as far to place a bet that our listeners don't watch the news on television.
1: They probably don't. They probably don't. I definitely don't. Uh, unless it's a like a storm is coming through the Middle Tennessee area. I'm not watching the news. Right. Um, but I, But it is. it can be a lot sometimes also when you're relying heavily on what's shared solely on social media. So it's also nice if you follow any of the apps or things where you get alerts to specifically like subscribe to like certain topics or things that you actually want to hear about. Um, I think that that helps as well. But just having a nice diversified mix. And I think that applies to a lot of our life. Um, diversity is a good thing. Yes. Um, and, but especially when we're talking about these topics. But I've pulled up specifically one of the articles that I got from the skim because they had a lot of different resources linked to it, but they put it very plainly. And so I want to reiterate when we're talking about. This is solely happening in Alabama right now. Of course, there is. this has been a hot topic for the last, I would say, year or more um, with Roe v. Wade being overturned and all the implications across the board. And right. I know that um, there's a lot of really strong voices in the Christian community. And it's this is an issue that a lot of people care about. Out. And this is a, a part that um, I don't think we've ever really considered being a part of Roe v. Wade when we talk about um, IVF, um, right. which is, in case you do not know, in vitro fertilization. And it gives a lot of families an opportunity to have a, their, a child the natural way, mm-hmm. um, you know, with their own DNA and everything. And it's I'm so grateful. Let me just start there. I'm so grateful that this is a resource that we are um, afforded by science um, that we have this because if you think back, even a hundred years ago, like this really was not a thing. No, I mean it's really quite miraculous. It really is, and so the the big thing is that the Alabama Supreme Court has decided that fertilized embryos um, are, are are children under their um, their new state law, and here's the, I guess one of the biggest questions that I, I want to ask is. Does the law determine the value of what we place on, and I'd say this almost gently, on human life? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. And again, this is not a space for us to, to argue and say, you should feel this way or you shouldn't feel this way. But um, I think that if nothing else, how your where your convictions are, where, what the Lord has placed on your heart, that however you feel in that way, just stand by it, but also be aware of other people that may feel differently and may be impacted differently. Right. And, and really one of my first questions and we
0: can just work through this. And, and again, we're not here to tell anyone how to feel. It's more of just staying informed and Mm -hmm. knowing why is this such a uproar Mm -hmm. or celebration or just D all of the above for a lot of people. Um, how, how does this decision affect everyday life mm-hmm. for people in
1: Alabama right now. Yeah. Can you can I ask you that right now? Like sure. I didn't tell I mean, you I was gonna ask you that. No, that's okay. From from where I'm sitting, I'm really concerned personally, think about those families that are relying on IVF to conceive a child, because a lot of clinics have already shut down because they're afraid. They're afraid that if something, because there's not any, a lot of parameters and ramifications around what happens if, um, because when, it, when an embryo is fertilized, it's usually not just one, it's several. Right. Um, and several are oftentimes implanted and hoping that one, you know, one or sometimes more will stick. That's not always the case. But because of that, what happens if an accident happens? What happens if someone accidentally drops, you know, a dish that has fertilized embryos? They have then killed a child, that right. those embryo- okay. those fertilized embryos are children now under Alabama state law. Mm-hmm. Also, what happens if what if there's a major power outage, and someone had thousands of fertilized embryos in a facility? What happens if they lose they lose power, generators die, all the things? Who's responsible for that? And so, as understandably, medical professionals are really nervous. Okay, about I, I you know they didn't sign up to be responsible for potentially. Killing thousands of children, but right. that by by the law currently, that's what it would mean. Wow, and I'm even thinking along the lines
0: of like so, so much that can go wrong: natural disasters, yeah, uncontrollable forces of nature, oh, yeah. um, that that would result in in someone being resp- like who mm-hmm. would be responsible. Um, so yeah, that's just some food for thought there, and I do think that it is important to, um. The, just my perspective on what i've read because i have read like i said earlier instagram posts from ministries and individuals bloggers and influencers that are in the faith arena i feel like there is this pressure for people to respond and i really hate that because mm-hmm. sometimes sometimes you just may need to chew on something for a little while Get all the facts. and also um like I said, we, we definitely want to be there for people who are being affected by this and mm-hmm. also being mentally prepared for if we could potentially in the future be affected by this in our state or whatever state that you're in. Um but i digress i think that something that i cannot help to think about is confirmation bias yeah in all of this yeah. in reactions uh-huh. so now that we thank you for sharing what sure. has happened how it affects people and it really um i don't i don't mean to sound insensitive or uneducated and someone please correct me if i'm wrong just the normal human bystander mm-hmm. is not being directly affected mm-hmm. by this decision.
1: Not necessarily, but I will throw out some facts that I um that I have found that on average, like IVF costs a family between fifteen 000 and thirty thousand dollars. Right. They're expensive. Um, it is. And that uh, health and human services think that there's about six hundred thousand frozen embryos. That is not necessarily fertilized embryos, but six hundred thousand frozen in the US. Um, And approximately 4 million babies are born every year um, by IVF. And so when we think about it from that perspective that this is not, we've all probably heard about this as an option. Um, But again, recognizing like some of the numbers that it's not just something that's impacting people that are living in Alabama, but everywhere across across our nation and across the world, it's a common practice. And so thinking about where, where are we standing in the support or in the, I guess, lack of support for these types of rulings from Supreme Courts?
0: Yeah. And I think that I think that what is scaring people is maybe and and this is why there's so many big reactions. And and I'll circle back to confirmation bias in in just a minute. Mm -hmm. Um, So sorry to jump around. But I think that what may scare so many people is, okay, if these are human life, then what now?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that's a major thing.
0: I I think that that's the big question. Um, What do we do about it? Mm -hmm. And. Really directly, I have no control over what I do about it, but obviously, however you vote mm-hmm. or who you support politically can really affect what is done about it. Um, and and I don't even know medically or scientifically from a certain point what kind of decisions can be made. Yeah, on behalf
1: it's, of these embryos in Alabama. Well, here's here's a question, and we may have talked about this the other day, and I can't. I think we did. Um, what happens if for example, a mother and a father, they're going through IVF and they have X number of fertilized embryos. Um, and what happens if something tragic happens and they die? Who are the, the parents. The parents. Mm-hmm. Who's responsible for these embryos that are now considered children under law? Is this a case of... Child Protective Services or Health and Human Services or who, yeah. who assumes responsibility? Is the state responsible for ensuring that these embryos are frozen from now until the end of time? Is it depend on the next of kin? I mean, there's a lot of implications and, and questions around what happens next? Who's responsible? But I think the real question is, how do we make sure that we're stewarding the um, I say steering well, but caring well, moving cautiously in a way that really makes sense for people that were not causing more harm than doing good in these instances. And and I will throw this out there, regardless of how one stands, I can understand the side of these are fertilized embryos. They are not in a state where they could grow into full babies right now. I understand that. Without being implanted into a mother's womb, that's not possible. Um, But at the same time, a fertilized cell is, you know, that's it. That's what starts. That's that is the beginning of human life, right, right. there. Um, if you remember, I don't know if y'all ever saw like the videos, but it's so crazy how fast it happens in the human body when um, when an egg gets fertilized that it immediately things start changing, things start growing, and so I understand from that standpoint. Like, yes, human life has started, but also it's not in a place where it could actually thrive and like progress, and so I think it leaves us in this strange gray area that. No one. Obviously, this is not in the Bible. I don't know. It's not saying. I'm not kind of guinea pigs. We are guinea pigs. Generation is. We've never seen this like this before, Um, and so I just I, I think it's important that as we're thinking through it individually and in our circles and having these conversations that we're also thinking about it not solely through the lens of like. Look black and white, but there's just a ton of gray area and there's not a precedence here before. And so how do the, how do our stances currently impact those around us, but how do our stances also could impact future implications? And I think that we've seen this throughout just history in general, especially when it comes to politics and policy and everything else. Right. I mean, we, we see it all the time, even in Tennessee on, on things that aren't as life and death like this. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's if nothing else, I think it's important we can do our part in being educated on okay. If this happens, this also means that these other things could happen. It also could open up these other positive doors, right? And so just considering all the all the sides of it. Yeah,
0: that's so interesting, and and I can't help but to think how this is not the first time and it will not be the last time that science and technology cannot, or the law cannot keep up with science and, and technology, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. AI being another example. And these things that are used for good, mm-hmm. AI has the potential to change and it and it has oh, yeah. changed our world for the better, but it's also mm-hmm. changed it a lot for the worst. Um the same with IVF I have seen not personally, but I have heard of so many families whose lives have been changed. There are grown people today that are living great lives as Mm -hmm. a result of in vitro fertilization. And I think that's a beautiful thing. I think it's miraculous. I think it's wonderful. Mm -hmm. I think that, that God created our minds so amazingly and, and God is the greatest scientist of all time. Absolutely. And, um, and i I think that this is amazing, but what I can't help but to think about one is the confirmation bias um of of how people react to this mm-hmm. i have I have never struggled with fertility issues. Thank you, Jesus. I've never had to consider a route such as this. And, um, I know that this can be very sensitive for people. So first I think that we need to talk about when it comes to our reaction and how we act online. Mm -hmm. I think that what is, is something really important that we forget about conviction? Is that conviction can be personal. Yeah. I believe that every person needs to think critically. Mm-hmm. I feel that they need to think in an in a way that comes after being educated and after doing their own research mm-hmm. with unbiased sources. I think that we need to put our phones down for just a minute or swipe away from TikTok and Instagram and get off of an algorithm that is going to feed you things that they know that you will like say that again and start looking at things that um are educating us in a mm-hmm. in a non-biased mm-hmm. way because um i think it is just really twisted mm-hmm. how algorithms have turned into feeding you what you like to be fed they love it it is a complete preference Mm -hmm. it is completely monetized and i fall for it all the time um for for dumb things like going down rabbit holes of appalachian folklore like don't get (laughs) me started um going down rabbit holes of britney spears conspiracies yes um going down rabbit holes of oh my gosh um taylor swift easter eggs Um, My algorithm knows me and they know what I like. Mm -hmm. So I've already seen things on my algorithm that are pertaining to this decision in Alabama. Mm -hmm. And I'll just be completely honest with you. I scroll past because I'm afraid of what will happen to an algorithm if I watch too many videos of something that I don't agree with or something that I could potentially agree with without being educated Mm -hmm. on it
1: first. Yeah.
0: We are very... Easily swayed and easily convinced people.
1: Mm-hmm. We are.
0: Um, you can justify just about anything mm-hmm. um, to an extent. And so I don't want to fall victim of uh, fear mongering, of shame mongering, um, and, and just believing something because
1: it sounds right or it feels good. Mm-hmm. You're so right. Like, that gets very dangerous. I think it it does get incredibly dangerous. And I like what you said, especially about, like, giving giving yourself a chance to form your own opinion before being so greatly influenced by others. And I think it also is healthy just to take a step back and realizing just because you... Um, identify with somebody else, whether that's, this is somebody that grew up in my same hometown. We have the same shared experience there. This is, for me, it's like if it's another black woman, that does not mean that we have to share all the same opinions. And there's uh, just naturally, um, just instinct wise, because we want to always protect ourselves, we align with those people that share the same experiences that look like us. But giving ourselves a moment to say, you know what, I can form my own opinion and I'm willing to do the work to do a little bit of digging. You would be surprised how much information you can find if you literally give yourself 10 minutes to look up a topic.
0: Right. And I think that there's so much pressure to think like, oh, well, I was raised conservative or, oh, I was raised Mm -hmm. more um, leaning left. And so I should believe X, Y, or Z. And I think that we're living in such gray area of uncharted waters. Like I said, we don't know how AI is going to move forward in the future. We don't know how these embryos are going to move Mm -hmm. forward in the future. And the thing is, we are not having grace with ourselves and with the culture and Mm -hmm. with just how quickly things are progressing in like, there's just no grace being shown in, Oh, Hey, we haven't been here before. What do we do? Mm -hmm. And let's just say that you are someone who does believe that life begins at conception. Like you were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. I feel like this situation, it, you know, with the embryos, you could say, oh, yes, so that is a life. Yeah. But it is so much more gray than you realize mm-hmm. when you start digging into the science behind it. And that's not me saying I agree or I disagree. That is me saying I don't think that this is one of those issues where you can look at it and say, oh, duh, I believe this. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think that this is one of those issues um, where... And just to remind everyone about confirmation bias, confirmation bias is when, let's just say an example um, where someone has the perception of a group of people or a stereotype, like let's just this is a very easy elementary example. Let's say that a woman's been hurt Mm -hmm. historically by all the men that she has dated. And all of a sudden this great guy that she's dating says Mm -hmm. something somewhat hurtful to her. And it was just a heated moment, a normal human moment. He has no ill intent for her or her life. She'll say, I knew it. You're just like everybody else. Mm -hmm. So I think that, um, we need to have grace with the, not only the, advancement of technology here and how we can't really keep up with that with the law and also mm-hmm. with determining morality at times. Um, but I think that we also need to have grace on social media with the people who have gone through fertility issues yeah. or who have had put certain political views in the past, or raised a certain way, or mm-hmm. in a certain community, everyone believes something initially for yeah. a reason, and usually that reason is an inherited belief. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I'll repeat that again. What I mean is, an as an inherited belief is typically, if you look at the research, you believe what you believe most of the time because you were taught to believe that. Mm-hmm. And I think that everybody comes to a point in their life where they deconstruct not only their deconstruct and reconstruct not only their faith but their whole um
1: belief system. Yeah.
0: Their yeah. whole their whole belief system of makeup. Like, oh, like my family votes this way, but do I Genuinely think that that's the best candidate.
1: Yeah, um, and I think that that's healthy. It is so healthy to do that. I mean, just I mean, and the same thing happens. You already mentioned like deconstructing, but going through life and solely believing what people tell you versus going down the journey of, discover, of discovering it yourself.
0: Exactly, <clears throat> and that's what makes it your belief. Yeah, and and not just a tradition. Mm-hmm. And I think that that makes the belief so much more stronger, strongly mm-hmm. rooted. And oh, who' sure. in the makeup of who you are mm-hmm. um, but let me tell you this too and this is really where Liz and I wanted to hang out today um, camp out in this line of thought I feel like Christians can get and, and people mm-hmm. it's not just us Christians we get so caught up in these new and very heated Debates and discussions, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where I do feel like ultimately the answer can be undetermined, or we need to do more research on this. Or like, I even think about just even the responsibility of the, these embryos. How long can they last? Mm-hmm. What's the what's the expiration date on this? See, there's so many questions Years, that I don't have. Decades. I, I really feel like the enemy would love to have us hanging out in that. In the weeds, in the weeds of everything, mm-hmm. and we're like, okay, so there's these, however, six hundred thousand innocent mm-hmm. lives in these in these embryos. Let's talk about the foster system. Let's Ooh. talk about something that is black and white. Something that when you... I'm not talking about race here. I'm uh, talking yeah. about. We can read it and we can see tangible. the data. Yes. it's tangible. Mm-hmm. It's right here in front of us, and. Um, and I think that the enemy would really love to have us wrapped up in the gray area mm-hmm. and stay there and have us trapped there in the unknown so that the black and white issues continue to be black and white issues uh, yeah. that are not solved, that are not helped. Because America has a major foster crisis. Yeah. There's a major adoption crisis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, I heard some statistics some at one point that if one family from every church in America would take in a foster child. It it was either one family or two families would take in a foster child or sign up to adopt, Mm -hmm. which we do not take lightly. You need to be prepared for that. It Mm -hmm. is a long and hard journey,
1: but um, it would eradicate the foster system. Isn't that crazy? In the United States. I just, I just want to reiterate everything you just said by summing up if we took the time to focus on what's right in front of us. You mean to tell me that just about every child that's in the foster care system right now would would have a home? If we took our focus off of something that we cannot fix immediately and we cannot help, and when I say that, I'm meaning that we can't fix and help and implant every embryo that has been fertilized and every... And, and this is an implication we look at on a, on a nationwide scale versus just Alabama. But you mean to tell me that if we, for one moment, if we... Stopped focusing on that as much and diverted our focus to what we could control, which is ourselves and our own actions. And we did and we took in those children that we would solve such a major problem across our country. And yet the big question that I can't help but come back to is why won't we do it? I just looked up the
0: actual number. In 2023, there were between 341,000 and 390,000 kids in the foster system mm-hmm. just in the United States. Do you want to guess how many individual churches there are how many? in the United States? 380,000.
1: One family per church.
0: That's all it would take.
1: That blows my but mind. But
0: we are too busy arguing wow. over things that are still ifs or unknowns or being studied.
1: But those children that are already here are not ifs. They are they're here right here, here and in need. And it, that really gets me riled up. Yeah. I'll
0: be honest with you. Yeah. Because it's almost like, can we think critically in that, not that those embryos are not important because they mm-hmm. are changing families' lives every day. Every day. Every, every day. Every single day. Four million babies a year not discounting that yeah what i am saying is can we
1: solve one problem at a time please yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) i mean yeah we can we can address the things that we can control that is something that we can do it's giving princess anna do the next right thing oh say it again that's so true (laughs)
0: like is this something like because because i think that the first thing that i thought of with the whole um Alabama decision is how long can an embryo last?
1: Do we have the data on that? I don't know if there's specific data. I'd have to look it up, but I want to say that um, I feel like I read somewhere that an embryo can last decades, like a right. very long time. Like they're frozen eyes. Like, and is it immoral to never implant that embryo? See, there's so many unknowns. Uh, there, I mean that what you said right there. I'm like every every woman that is born has. Thousands, mil, I mean, upward could take, potentially technically be millions, but thousands of embryos like that never see anything, never leave the woman's body. Are you talking about like, like eggs? eggs? Sorry, yeah. not embryos. Eggs, I apologize. It's okay. And so it's the same. Are we not talking about very similar situations here? Like, Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I, again, it it all just blows my mind blows my mind just how, how far science has come. But the fact that we're having these conversations, do you ever stop to think about, like, I think about my my grand, my grandparents would have never thought in a million years that this would even be possible.
0: Right. And like that in itself is really amazing that we have progressed this far. Um, but it also, like, think of, think of what our kids will be dealing with. Oh my Mm -hmm. gosh. But it just almost makes me think, are we trying to play God too much?
1: Oh, no, that is, that is, wow. And, and I'm so sorry if that could be offensive to anybody. Well, I will throw this out there because it, it's a real question, I think, which is with the way that science is going to the point where you can say, um, I want to know ahead of time, does will my unborn child have X diseases? Um, they can do genetic testing so, so early now right. to find out and even to the point where people are like you said kind of playing god like i want a child with dark hair and blue eyes and you know i don't know how far we can really get into it but advancements are being made all the time i mean they're doing a lot of a lot of interesting work with animals at the current moment that honestly makes me a little scared like right. playing god a little too much so what how should we
0: First of all, I want to give anyone the permission to respond or not respond to this. Yeah. Because I think that the... And we talked about this with with a lot of the big ticket issues that have gone on over the past two or three years. Your response on social media does mm-hmm. not determine the amount in which you care. Yes. Whenever yes. I remember whenever the tornadoes hit our community mm. um, several years back, there were so many touching posts and I wanted to make sure to be a part of that, that are, that people know that Chosen Girl and Poppies were praying for you, were standing with you. Um, but also I saw so many businesses do things for, Our community Mm -hmm. that never made a cute graphic to post and share. And when we did make those graphics, I also wanted to make sure to be proactive in how are we helping the first responders Mm -hmm. in our area? How are we helping donate to the families Mm -hmm. in our area who have lost things? And so, and how are we donating our time? Because there was. Um, just committee after committee of buses going Mm -hmm. out from our local police station, going to different parts of our county and city, doing cleanup um, and rescue work. And so I just did not want to post a cute graphic. I wanted to say, okay, what am I doing about this? If you have the power or the financial means or the time means to do something about an issue, I think that 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 obviously... Mm -hmm speaks more volumes it's it's putting your money where your mouth is yeah and your actions where your mouth is is. but with this is with issues like this it's so different because it's more emotional than anything there's not particularly anything that we can directly do about this Mm -hmm. other than post and i just i i really wish that we could get away as a culture of social media from if you don't post about something you don't care
1: yeah, that's simply not true.
0: So with that being said, how how should we move forward? Of course, like I said, this is not directly affecting our everyday waking up, going to work, mm-hmm. coming home, going to bed. Um especially outside of the state of Alabama, but it does it it's molding our world a little mm-hmm. bit little by little these decisions and these questions.
1: Oh, for sure. So what do we do now? I think it's important I think educating yourself is oftentimes the answer to a lot of our problems is that if we took a moment to, to really look at what, to really figure out what we're looking at, if it's all a big puzzle, flip over all the pieces, let's see what we're really working with here Yes. Um, to, to see if we can put into place all of the, the right things in the right area. Also, I think a lot of empathy that there are, there are families that especially for families in Alabama who are re- relying on IVF as a way to, to get, to, to have a family a lot of those families I'm thinking right now are really nervous and really scared that they might miss out on their chance, especially if this is something I have no idea about health care, if, if health care covers this or not. But if they, you know, their insurance may say, nope, you if you're going to do it now, you have to go out of state. And what does that look like? You know, there's a lot of implications there, too, that I think we just have to be it, thinking about those individuals. Um, and showing care. And I think that also being mindful about how we talk about it and the spaces that we're talking about it is also important because you have no idea if the person sitting beside you at a restaurant, the lady behind you in the grocery store or a right. family, and just, and approaching with, uh, when I say caution, I really mean approaching it with care um, and remembering that everybody's on their own journey to discover how they feel about it. Um, and that Battles weren't aren't oftentimes won on Facebook, but in having heart to heart conversations and just like, hey, I heard about that this happened and and being and using that discernment too, as we begin to kind of talk through it because I don't know about you. I, actually, I said that I do know about you, Thanks, but girl. for you listeners, like some, of, you may be an internal processor. I'm an external one. I like to talk through things. I like to think about the ideas. I like to get different pictures and different perspectives and and points of view to determine what really makes sense. Think through the positives and the negatives. And that's hard to do solely by yourself all the time. Mm -hmm. And so as we're figuring out as individuals to determine how we want to encourage our elected officials to move forward in ways... um, give yourself the time to, to do the research, Right. give yourself space to, to hear different perspectives and to, and don't consider that it's everybody's coming from the exact same place. That's I good. think that that's a really, um, I really just want to say it, it can be a damaging point of view to assume that, you know, all people feel this way about this and this is why they're doing this. That may be true for one instance. And on the flip side of that, There's times when you know that someone who is going about things with the pure right intentions, and that's also not everybody either. Right. And so I think once again, that it's a really a sign of humility, in my opinion, to take say, I care enough about this issue to give my own time to educate myself on this and to be mindful in the spaces in which I have these conversations and who I have these conversations with in effort to really learn more before I form a a hard opinion or really a hill to die on.
0: That's really good. I also think that it's really um, crucial to remember our word of the year, <laughs> which has been at the end of every talk we've ever had mm-hmm. as a solution or conclusion, and that's humility. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of humility in saying, I do not know the answer to this. And that's okay. You do not have to know the answer. We are not God. His exactly. ways are higher. His thoughts mm-hmm. are higher. Um, I do think it's that that should never be a ploy for not being informed. Yes. Yes. Um, or being insensitive Mm -hmm. to anything. But I think that that humility and empathy, you hit the nail on the head. We've got to be um, cautious of how this decision is affecting our neighbors and friends around us, Mm -hmm. and we also need to stay informed but realize that we are not going to know the right answer and that there are only so many decisions that we can control. This is something that, you know, it... Until, like, with all political decisions, until there's the opportunity to vote someone in or out of office, it is
1: what it is and it's out of your control. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of a scary place to be. Yeah. And I don't like that. Well, I mean, especially with decisions like this. Like, this is made by the Alabama Supreme Court. Like, they're not voted in like that. I mean, like, once they're there, they're there. Yeah, I
0: don't like that.
1: <laughs> but it's <laughs> you know, but it, it it serves its purpose that you know people are not yeah. being swayed by other people and, and with the threat of their job looming over their head. Um, but again, I think that it's I'm thankful that these conversations are being had. had oh my gosh, had held, held, had. sure, had, had, yeah. Wow. They're happening. Struggling y'all. But I'm glad that, I'm glad that these conversations are, are happening and that these things are being brought up. If not now, it would have been brought up sometime soon in the future. Um, and it's giving us like that time and that space to, to really think through it. And so let's not waste it. Um, I know that sometimes, especially with these topics, if it's like out of your wheelhouse, that is okay. That I, I feel like it's just because you don't have like work in the space or you don't live out in Alabama. doesn't mean that you don't have a brain that can process information and think about these things. Totally. Um, because we don't know if this is something, a trend that we'll continue to see across the nation. And then, you know what, y'all honestly, the Supreme court in Alabama could come back and, and they, someone else could file a lawsuit and they come back and they reconsider. And in three years, this arbitrary number, they could overturn the whole thing and it could be completely different. Um, but I think if nothing else, it's just really important for us to remember that these are he, other humans, right? And the Alabama Supreme Court—they are—they study the law; they didn't study medicine. And the, I don't study medicine either. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of different people from a lot of different perspectives having opinions about these things, and that we can all stand to learn something. But at the end of the day, we're we're all sinful humans. We are not perfect. We make mistakes, yeah, and we'll continue to make the mistakes. And so again, just remembering to have grace for those that are in the situation, those are out of the situation, regardless of opinion. and, And like, like we said, just using that humility piece to really humble ourselves, to recognize that we may not have all the answers and we can all be wrong. We can all be right, but I'm at least willing to learn.
0: Yeah. That's really good. And focusing on what we can control. Yes.
1: Especially that.
0: Yeah. And I would encourage any family that is listening to this or uh, I'm assuming that, I mean, the majority of our people are girls. So hey, girlies, what if it? you have a family and you are in a place to consider adoption or fostering, I would consider that you pray about it because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's so needed. So I think neat. that it's just such a um, I think it's kind of taboo to talk about how much of a need that it is, because people just automatically assume they're like, oh, yeah, that's not for me. And yeah. I, I think that – I wonder I wonder what Jesus would say about that. Like, I do believe it is not for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that so many people approach it with the attitude of, like, I would never do that because it would be so hard. And but also God calls us to do hard things.
1: He does. And he, he equips us with what we need to do said hard That's things. That's exactly right. And I think, too, that it this does not mean that you have to – the only solution is either you're adopting a child out of the system or you're doing nothing. That's not it either. Absolutely. And so sorry if I came across. That oh way. no, you didn't. But it's just a reminder that we all have something that we can do, you mm-hmm. know, and, and, if it's not, if you're, if you're not in the space where you can adopt or that's not something that you feel called to, being an advocate for those organizations, being a mentor to those children that are in those Absolutely. situations, yes. you know, if you have, if you have adopted children in your circle, you know, being a part of that fan, that extended family, that, that village that helps raise them, yes. all of those parts matter. I want to remind you that the statistics show that it's one child per church. Yes. One child per church. Not per family and not per, per church. No. Per church. Per church. church. That's it. That's it. And so there's something that we can, once again, focus on what we can do. And those are things yeah. that we can
0: do. And and support. Like, I'm a huge advocate for if you are not able to do something, or if, of course, you need to always follow the Holy Spirit leading. Amen. But in, at the same time, like, let's say that let's say you were genuinely not in a place to foster or adopt. And I'm just using that as an example of something that we can control. So I'm sorry if, that that hits really close home to me. So I'm sorry if that came across a little harsh, like you need to do this now. That's not what I'm trying to say. Uh, not everyone can do it. I completely mm-hmm. understand that, but I'll tell you what we can do. There is a CASA organization that it, that are advocates for kids in the system mm-hmm. and who are being adopted. And, um, and they are always looking for volunteers. They are always looking mm-hmm. for donations. They are always yeah. looking for people's time. And I just think of how we can be the hands and feet to the kids who are already here. Yeah. Um, I think of that often. Mm-hmm. So, um, anywho, didn't mean to go on a, a tangent no. about that. But we just wanted to check in with you guys, see how y'all are doing, see what we need to be doing on social media. And it, it's, just, it's just hard out here sometimes.
1: It is hard out here sometimes. But there is, you know... <clears throat> the mercies are new every morning. That's right, the girl. The sun will come up tomorrow. God is still God on the mountain and, and in the valley, and I'm just thankful that He that He cares for us, the big and small, and so we just keep on keeping on. That's right. That's right. Um, we, I guess, we're done. Yeah. Okay. Oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just question mark. Um, we love you guys. We'll see you in two. I-, I don't know. How are y'all liking the two week thing? Let us know. Yeah, sound off in the comments. Please, please and thank you. Yes, we will put the skim in our show notes so that you can also be an informed girly. Mm -hmm. Um, We love that, women in tech. We do. Um, And then also, um, what do we have next week? So it's book a club. book club. So I will put this on our Instagram if I haven't already. By today, we are reading Letters to the American Church. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be an interesting one, y'all. It is. So it is. We got a lot to talk about. A lot to talk about. So it's free on Audible. It's mm-hmm. free on Libby. Mm-hmm. So you have no excuse. That's right. And it's a pretty short read. It's so short. I mm-hmm. love it. Yeah. I I love how short it is. I haven't gotten
1: through so I can't give my full review yet. That's, yeah. me either. I'm I'm almost there though. I think I've got like 25% left. But it's yeah. one of those if you're one of those crazy people like us and you listen, you know, more than just the regular speed, you will zip right through it. But it is like it 2 is, hours you guys. It is. And it I tell you what, it's one that you can chew on and so get ready. Yes. It's a challenging book and I think it's I'm so excited to talk about it. Yes. It's a beef jerky book. <laughs> I love that <laughs> it is,
0: but we'll see you guys back then. See you then. Bye. Bye. That
1: was a word for somebody. For some, yes, yeah.
0: Yeah. I cannot wait to.